0: The M-Store where they're all Grizz all the time.
3: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutela Nuanez, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football. No. Sports talk from Montana, for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. A baseball update. Some good, some not so much. Favorite NBA players by franchise and new University of Montana Grizzly cornerback, Justin Ford. Hi, boys and girls. It is 2Tone Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio and across the state on SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this Monday afternoon. Thanks for letting us hang out with you here. Appreciate that very much. If you would like to listen live and it's more convenient, easier on your uh, phone, on your tablet, on your computer, what have you. You go to our website, 1029ESPN.com. You listen live on the stream all the time there. Thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you would like to pick up your phone and call us, you could do just that, 361-3688, 361-3688. The phone number, all guests, join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Colter and I... We danced around for about a week doing NFL, our favorite NFL players by franchise. And, Coulter, if it worked once, it's going to work again. We're going to do our second favorite NFL. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to do our favorite NBA players, right? This is your wheelhouse. This is what you want to do. <laughs> this is just what you want the show to be forever, right? Picking your favorite NBA players by franchise and go ahead and sit here and uh, and, and select those. So we'll go through the Southeast Division Probably the least what do you say? Prestigious? Yes, that would be the word. Least prestigious of all the divisions in uh in in NBA basketball. But nonetheless, some pretty good names there. So we'll go through we'll do that a little bit. We'll have a little bit of fun here to start. We're gonna have Nick Davis, our good buddy Nick Davis, gonna come in here, uh talk about a new baseball league, like a youth baseball league that he's working on, a sandlot style thing. So he's gonna come in and talk about that and also as a uh, a very very deep and long-standing baseball fan in general i think he's probably got a word too about the mlb because sure things does. are not going well right now we we'll get into that with him as well speaking of we will update you on the mavs the mavs uh went two and three over the weekend at the bozeman tournament split on sunday they're now 10 and 8 overall uh, we'll get into a little bit of what happened with uh, montana state baseball uh which is the only sport in session in the state of montana right now so we will get into that top of the hour How about this? Justin Ford, brand new University of Montana Grizzly cornerback. He's transferring from Louisville. Yeah, that's right. That Louisville uh, coming to uh, Missoula to play football. So we will talk to him at the top of the hour. And uh, Coulter added to the list, which is uh, extraordinarily short, but extraordinarily broad of vices that he has with. uh, Well, he found himself an app and it has to do with golf and it's all bad for Coulter.
0: (laughs) It's all good, dude. Is it? I'm rolling. Okay, if
1: you say so. All right, so there you go. That's what we got in the show today. Uh, Nice to see you, Coulter. Happy Monday to you. Uh, You, oh, you, okay.
0: Nothing. I got nothing. It's just funny because I think that some people just assume that we just like never don't hang out, they think that we're together all the time. Because we are together that a we lot. That we never
1: don't hang out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that we're okay. together
0: a lot. Right, right. And
1: uh, I haven't seen you since we walked out. I, was, of the yeah, yeah, in no, front. I haven't seen yeah. you,
0: not for one second, no, because I was running around today. and But uh, family in town? Does it feel oddly busy for this time of year?
1: Just in general? like I mean, the Usually,
0: usually uh, the second week of June through the... Um, middle of July for us in our industry is is slow. Time. the slowest. Time. No, it's gearing, It Seems it's very up. busy right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Right, gearing up. but I mean, I mean, yeah, it's always busy different. around Missoula because we around Montana because this is the busiest time in Montana because everybody's trying to get it in. I mean, everybody yeah. is all over the place all the time. Trying to get on the river, getting, <laughs> get, get get all stocked up. I know. I was at Costco earlier. Man, people are just going nuts buying all the, all the equipment for all the things.
1: Um, one thing we just wanted to make quick mention of. Uh, this is you know. For just a just a for what it's worth deal, but uh, we were happy to uh, end up winning the E.B. Craney Award for radio sports coverage over the weekend. The Montana Broadcasters Association uh, did their annual award show via television. Uh, Montana PBS, a, a, another unbelievable job in production. What they do with, with the television side of that thing is just remarkable. But uh, anyway, Coulter and I were nominated for a sports coverage award uh, for radio in the state of Montana uh, and ended up winning that award on Saturday, and we are very uh, grateful to have done that. Happy to do it. I think it's the third, it's the third uh, third win overall and fourth uh, in total in terms of uh, you know finalists and stuff like that. So we're uh, we're appreciative of that and hope that this in particular is a place where yeah you get great sports coverage. We get, but I, I I would be. I don't think it's probably a stretch to say that we have more guests and more interviews of broader spectrum of sports figures than any anywhere else that you're going to find. And that is largely because of you, my friend, well, thanks. Uh, for bringing that in. So thank you for that. But we're excited to do that. And hopefully this is, continues to just be evidence of, of what we're trying to do around here for all of you. So we appreciate that. And yes, talking about awards that we're winning is dumb to do. I am aware.
0: <laughs> but I mean, we do we do try really hard. And I think you and I both have a a similar vision when it comes to what makes um, informational content for the people out there. That's right. uh, You know, we try to give everybody a little bit of, of a fair shake and I've enjoyed the wide swath is, is very fun. I can't, Specifically teased, but we do have several really good interviews coming up this week too. Yes, we do. We still don't really know when they're going to happen, but it's big name of people, and some stuff that uh, people would be interested in, and of course we'll continue doing our senior spotlights. Those have been great so far. A lot of fun. Re-listened to the Abe Johnson interview from last Thursday because uh, I was out with a couple people that were they were really particularly interested in the military angle mm-hmm. and uh, you know a quiet but very thoughtful kid and um, what a decision by him to. Uh, carry on his basketball career at west point pretty cool pretty rare after a kid from montana played d1 basketball and also become a cadet at the the army academy the
1: definition word. of the strong silent type right not, no doubt and he was, he was perfectly conversational of course on the radio with us but you can see where he's not the guy who needs to assert himself he's six nine. he's actually pretty filled out for being no, a teenager
0: is. who's that height and yeah.
1: you know he he doesn't Walks, walks, walks off we and carry a big that's stick. Right. That's that right, that that's thing? right, that's okay. right. So
0: every Thursday, 5 o'clock, Senior Spotlight will be highlighting seniors from all around Montana. I uh, haven't pinned down who we're going to have this week, but uh, there's still plenty of outstanding seniors that had their senior years impacted by the global pandemic, and will continue to give them uh, at least one more absolutely chance to have a platform to talk all
1: right uh coulter we uh, we had a lot of fun talking about our favorite players by team in the nfl and you said man let's just do let's do the nba because this is your sweet spot anyway i love the nba of course as well uh and and it's fun for me to research and go oh yeah like i i, I had forgotten some of the the uh uh guys who played for different teams at different periods of time, and especially, well, all sports now, but the NBA – it's rare that you have a Kobe Bryant, right, who makes the run all with one team, one franchise. I mean, even Michael Jordan, right, ended up, he, maybe he's my favorite wizard. I don't want to give it away, <laughs> but uh, so we'll, we'll get into this. But we wanted to start with the Southeast Division, which is probably, yes, the least prestigious of all of them. And yet some pretty uh, remarkable, when you talk about individuals, obviously there's going to be great players for every franchise. But it's the uh, the Hawks, the Charlotte Hornets, slash Bobcats, the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, and the Washington Wizards, slash. Uh, Wizards/ bullets. So those are the five that we're going to do today and we'll uh, you know maybe do this throughout the week uh, and uh, and fit it in as we a- were able to have time. But let's start Coulter with the Atlanta Hawks. I got to tell you as I was looking back, it's remarkable. This is probably the franchise that has what are to me the fewest number of actual headline big name stars, which also goes hand in hand with what is a very little franchise success uh in in you know in i mean in relation to really the the, the nba at large i mean the Final hawks question. have not been very good very often and then they were they were
0: actually really good for about 10 years over the last 20 yeah during the regular season and it never equated never to any out. sort That's of right. playoff relevance i mean the hawks were in the top four in the east for for 10 consecutive years there when they had the the core of Joe Johnson and Al Horford and Josh Smith, those those were pretty good teams, but they were never they were always a fifty five to sixty win team because they had such a good home court advantage, and they were never once for one second mentioned. As a contender for the NBA, no one was ever like, oh, what if the Hawks come out of the East? There was never a thing. They were right. never going to get past the heat. They were never going to get past the Celtics. They were never going to get past the Bulls for the brief moment in time when the Bulls had it rolling before Derrick Rose got hurt. Never. They never had it. They were never even in the conversation, even though they were pretty, actually pretty solid there for a moment.
1: The thing that's crazy is when I think about the Hawks within the context of the NBA at large, I equate the, them with with teams like Memphis, uh, teams like Toronto, though they obviously won a championship now. Orlando would be one. Charlotte would be another. New Orleans would be another. And even though some of those teams at various times, certainly Toronto and New Orleans right now have a lot of talk and hype about them, these sort of small, small city by professional sports standards that are also – occasionally pretty good but usually sort of in the bottom third of the league the difference is it's atlanta joy exactly i mean of all the places that you would think should have no doubt great basketball and people who care about basketball Atlanta, man. I mean, it's surprising when you think about it in that respect to me. Oh,
0: no question. I mean, we look at the demographic of Atlanta. I think there's more uh, African-American business owners in Atlanta than any other city per capita in the entire country. I mean, you've seen the the way that they've embraced superstars, particularly black superstars, throughout the years. And you would just think that an NBA team would just be the absolute greatest show. And they always do have a great home court advantage. And they've had some guys that have been sort of superstars, but they've never had that transcendent player. You want... I don't want to go all the way down the rabbit hole on this, but sometimes one decision can alter the entire future of your franchise for 10 or 15 years, whether it's signing or not signing somebody, making a bad trade and having somebody get hurt, or particularly in this case, you don't draft the most obvious guy in the world to draft, and it impacts you for 15 years. The Atlanta Hawks had the number two pick in the 2005 NBA draft. Andrew Boga had already gone off the board. Chris Paul was absolutely the for-sure pick. How how could you not take Chris Paul? He's been a star right up the road in Wake Forest in North Carolina. He's the best player in the whole draft. And instead, they take Marvin Williams. I mean, just imagine if they would have had Chris Paul. They would have had Chris Paul for the last 15 years. Imagine the star Chris Paul would have been in Atlanta. Right.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Well, in any case, I'm not going to drag this out. I went with the obvious pick, the best player for sure in franchise history. And a guy who I believe this is right, Dominique Wilkins, Born in Paris, France, on my sister's birthday, January 12th. So he's been on my radar. I, I had a Dominique Wilkins card, and I was, you know, anytime you get a, a birthday match of some sort, you know, it sticks with you. But Dominique Wilkins, 26.4 points per game in 12 years, uh, is in a in a franchise that has had a lot of transients, guys coming, but not staying. Dwight Howard, for instance, He's the highest-scoring uh, season of all time in 1986 for the franchise, over 30 points a game, nine-time All-Star, and, I mean, as as high a flyer as there has been. I mean, it talk about fun to watch, exciting to watch, the athleticism, the dunk contest. I mean, we know him and Jordan in the dunk contest and the whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so it's, it's, it's the obvious choice, but it's still my choice. Dominique Wilkins is my favorite Hawk.
0: The Hawks have more guys that were... Were like, just pretty okay, like, pretty solid, but not spectacular. They have more guys like that. I mean, Dominic Wilkins is the most spectacular player they've ever had, and he still was, well, being an all NBA player, was never in the conversation with a lot of his peers. Mm. And, but I mean, then you look at the other guys that they've had, they're just pretty good. You know, Al Horford, pretty solid. Joe Johnson, pretty solid. Paul Millsap, you know. On down the line. I mean, the,
1: the next best guys player like in franchise St- history might right now be Trey Young. I mean, he's got a long sure. way to go, but he, he's a great That's an interesting player.
0: example, though, because he actually has top-level, like, perennial superstar-type talent. Yes. All the rest of these guys, they all were—I mean, remember Steve Smith? I mean, these guys were good, like, really? really good, like, all-stars, but they don't have that superstar guy. No. The one dude—you're uh, going to think this is funny, but my, my Atlanta hockey is a guy that I actually think is one of the most underrated players that's played in the last 20 years— I thought he was so versatile. I thought that just because he couldn't shoot, people didn't really give him enough credit for how well he blocked shots, how well he played on defense, how athletic he was, how quick of a jumper he was. That's Josh Smith. Mm. Love Josh Smith. Yep. I mean, I I read a stat the other day that Josh Smith, I think, is the only player in NBA history that's under six foot nine to average two point five or more blocks per game in his career. Really, it's pretty good. It's great. And I think that you know he he never reached that first or second team All-NBA level, even though he was a, a borderline All-Star and has, had, I think, two All-Star appearances. But, you know, he's one of the last generation that came out of high school. And I just always thought he was so fun to watch play because he just had so many skills. One of them was not shooting, and that really hurt him. But other than that, he really could do literally everything else. Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets slash Bobcats.
1: Again, another franchise that just, I mean, it's just... Has never gotten out of its own way, and even with My- Michael Jordan being an owner and running things there, yeah. and and the rare expansion
0: franchise that you know. was way better early than late too. Yeah, yeah. They, they were when they, they were, were way really better good. the yes. first five or six years that they were around. Then they've been completely irrelevant for well, twenty and years. Then they moved to New Orleans, right. they have to start then over again, and they're they're the Bobcats and now. They're the Hornets again. But it's very akin to having uh, like UNLV in Vegas. If you're not the show, if you're not like one of the main parts of the show, yeah. you're not the show. It's just like in Charlotte. No one's going to come out for you unless you're great. Yeah, because they could just drive to Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest. It's all right there. They're not going to. They're not going to mess around with you.
1: Um, There's a number. This is another place where there's so many really good players, but that really only made stops that you that you wouldn't consider the franchise. I really like Muggsy Bogues. He I, I, I I had him on it, but my favorite. Charlotte Horner, who I identify as a Charlotte basketball player, Larry Johnson, grandmama.
0: Man, love you stole LJ. my guy, Really? I mean, dude, Larry Johnson is probably – I mean, he's a top three player of all time for me, period. Yeah, I love – I love Larry Johnson. I modeled my game when I was a kid off of Larry Johnson. <laughs> I'm straight up kidding. I'm serious, dude. The the spin move, following jump Well, I modeled mine
1: after MJ, so I don't know why you're wasting your time. 19 and 11 as a rookie. Oh, yeah. And his, his strength – Tenacity, rebounding. I mean, he's great, you know. And him, he and Alonzo Mourning played together for several years, and that was a. They they, they struck fear into
0: opponents, oh, to two oh, of those sure. guys on the team. Especially when know. they had by Bobby Fills and uh, David Wesley yeah. and Glenn Rice. I mean, those teams were pretty good, man. 49.6%
1: as a shooter. I mean, it, talk about scoring the basketball, you know? He I
0: mean, Larry Johnson, great, great see, decision. Here's effort. the thing that when people criticize, I mean, I think that. Of the number one picks in the NBA draft since the merger since 1978, Larry Johnson's considered a, more on the bust side than on the boom side. But it, so much of it's just because of injury, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's not Kwame Brown and Michael O'Candy. No, or are you kidding me? Right, he, but, he's
1: not a bust at all. It just didn't. Uh, but I like mean, I told you on the show, there's twenty th- points <laughs> a game
0: for six. He, seasons. he did. He did. That's the whole thing, though. Is like the number one pick in the NBA draft is so hard to gauge because, like I told you on the show the other day. Of the last, how many, there's been 42 number one picks since the merger. I think 16 of them were first ballot Hall of Famers, and another, I think, 14 of them were perennial All-Stars and or probably will be first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. When you got the number one pick in the NBA draft, it's pretty hard to not get a dude who is all-time, all-time great. And Larry Johnson was very good. He, he, was, he was. He was very good, but three All-Star appearances – just in comparison to your your other number one picks is maybe on the downside, but I I love Larry Johnson. I'll never forget that uh, four point play hitting the Eastern Conference Finals against the Indiana Pacers to the push them the Knicks into mm. the finals. That Knicks team was one for the ages, just in terms of how they ever even navigated a season without killing each other. We got Latrell Sprewell <laughs> and Larry Johnson and Anthony Mason. Like, man, well strong personalities. Uh, but I'm with you. Larry Johnson's my favorite. Charlotte Hornet as well. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place.
1: Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude, that's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it.
0: We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch.
1: It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch, and It's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it.
0: Alpinetouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. 2 tell Nuana's 102.9
1: ESPN Radio. Just going through some of our favorite players by NBA franchise. Colts, let's go to the Miami Heat. There's a lot of guys who played uh, a lot of years for the Miami Heat. They've had, a, especially recently, obviously, have been very, very good. The greatest Miami Heat player of all time as a Heat player has got to be Dwayne Wade. But my favorite Miami Heat player is Alonzo Mourning.
0: Man, you're just taking all my Am all over you? Yeah. I got a backup for the Heat, though, too.
1: Okay. But 11 seasons he played with Miami. And I'll tell you what, man... I, call it the evolution or just the 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 change the m- maturation of a person but Alonzo Mourning came into the league first of all with Charlotte and then after three seasons went to Miami where he spent 11 years had his number retired in in, in Miami he was incredibly i mean strong long arm great blocker all all the, I mean unbelievable basketball player but he also was very He ran hot, I think, you know, early in his career. And some of that was great, made me love him. And also sometimes I think, you know, pushed it a little bit too far at times. But then he came down right with this kidney disease where he had to retire because of what was going on with him physically. And he was able to beat that, come back. And I thought... In the last couple of years that he played with Miami, including winning his one and only NBA Finals Championship, which he was coming off the bench behind Shaquille O'Neal, but a huge contributor. I mean, in Game 6, which was the clinching game of the Finals, I think he had six blocks in 14 minutes to go with eight points against the Mavs. and also but also showed like such an appreciation and, be, and became such a I felt like beloved figure in addition to being a great player you know sometimes no you cross that threshold and he certainly did that uh, over the course of his time in Miami almost 18 points over 10 rebounds and over two and a half blocks for his career with the Heat I mean that's a heck of a run and he is he's my favorite Heat player
0: the way he fell off after the kidney disease, understandably so. But I mean, it was really tough for him because I mean, he the went, fact
1: that he made it back, no, the, no, no question. I mean, I mean, he was
0: he, he was seven time All Star by the time that happened. He was only yeah. thirty years old, and then it was just decimated his career. But I mean, would you would you agree with this? With the exception of Dacameron Batembo, Alonzo Mourning's the best shot blocker of our lifetime. I guess Hakeem Olajuwon was in our lifetime too. But as far as the ferocity of the block shots, with, yeah, I is, mean, Mourning was Zoe was pretty pretty tough. Yeah. My my backup Miami Heat is Tim Hardaway. Yeah, love Tim Hardaway. I, 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 is here is a I'm always talking I'm about Hall of Fame litmus tests. Is Tim Hardaway a Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't know. I, he's okay. on the ballot right now, is he? and that'll be it'll be very interesting because I do think that if you're better than Tim Hardaway, you are. Let's go to
1: Orlando. Okay, I'll stop going first, so I maybe I don't we'll ste- won't steal this. First, <laughs> you yours is on. not yours is not mine. I I'm promise. sure it isn't.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I 100% promise
1: because I walked this one right down the middle. My favorite Orlando Magic player of all time, Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, I'm taking Shaq. He you could, you could think of him in a lot of different places. Presumably, either Orlando or Los Angeles. I'm taking more Orlando because I watched him play in Orlando. Yep. And as a young kid, I don't remember if it was his rookie season or his second season, but. Shaquille O'Neal was a revelation from the second that he stepped onto an NBA basketball floor. And I I mean, coming out of LSU, every you know all the measurables you go, okay, yeah, wow. But what he was, when he's pulling down entire basketball not rims but the entire apparatus that holds the thing I mean it's cabled into the ceiling for crying out loud and it's just collapsing underneath him it was it was something to behold watching him play and he and Penny Hardaway together I mean the Orlando Magic were going to be you know the thing and they they were actually early I mean they were well on their way to becoming that that next young up-and-coming franchise and then injuries to Anthony Hardaway uh, And and Shaq ultimately goes to uh, Los Angeles. So all that happened. But four years, remarkable what he did over the course of his time. Obviously, another fun-loving guy, a very likable character, I think, uh, in a lot of ways. And his time with the Magic, I mean, 27.2 points per game, 12.5 boards, and just froze. So I love Shaq.
0: My favorite Atlanta Magic is Dwight Howard. (laughs) Okay. I love Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was my favorite player in the NBA before Dwight Howard went, D- to, went to Los later Angeles. Later, Dwight Howard to to compare and contrast Dwight Howard's uh, first eight years in the NBA and then everything since mm-hmm. is is it's beyond comprehension. Dwight Howard was the first team All NBA center in the NBA for five years in a row. Shaquille O'Neal did not do that. Yeah, no one has done that besides Wilt Chamberlain. No one. I mean, Dwight Howard, not, he, not only was he so um, productive, even with his you know, shooting struggles, limited offensive skills, I mean, he was still a 22 and 15 guy every single night because of his athleticism. And the 22 was rebounds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. And he, but he, he was so likable. Yeah. No, I mean, Dwight he Howard was so was... likable. And he went, from, he went from one of the most likable and one of the rising stars in the league to the biggest villain. He he completely lost his way. I mean, he's trying to
1: rectify that now, uh, and was doing a pretty good job. It seemed like in Los Angeles, but his time in Orlando, he was yeah. uh, I mean, he he you're right. He was the guy who was on his way to walking into the Hall of Fame. No question. Can I let me ask you this question? Don't look at your deal. Did you see this while you were doing it? Who's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Orlando Magic franchise? All-time leading
0: scorer in the history of the Orlando Magic franchise. Nick Anderson?
1: Not Nick Anderson. He's number three. Very good. Um, Not Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard's two. Okay. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady is fifth. Wow. Tracy McGrady was high on my list, too. I watched him play in Houston. Right. Who's on number Unbelievable. Shaq O'Neal is, five, is four. Yeah. Nikola Vucevic is the highest oh, scorer. Well, he's in, been there the longest. Well, he's, he's the only
0: guy that's ever really re-upped In 2012,
1: there. He, he came into the league, but he's a guy who nobody really talks about because he's been buried in Orlando, and this is a team that's going to be good in the next couple of years. Uh, I mean, I, I'm talking about, I think, contenders in certainly, you know, I think four or five seed easily in the East here in tw- two years time. Sure. I mean, they were. But he is he is such a good player that never player. gets any run. He's great player. The awesome. all time leader in yeah. points scored seventy one ninety five if you're counting at home. I mean,
0: once upon a time when the Orlando Magic signed Tracy McGrady, they had a contract prepared for Grant Hill, and then Grant Hill failed his physical because he had that Liz Frank fracture, yeah. and that Grant Hill signing was then going to lead Tim Duncan away from San Antonio to Orlando. That's one of the greatest what-ifs in NBA history. What Mm if Orlando signs Grant Hill and Tim Duncan to go with Tracy McGrady? Not only would that team have likely won a title or two or three, we would have never had what we had in San Antonio. Let's go to Washington
1: last part of the day. I'll let you go first. If you take mine, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, there's no
0: way I'm taking yours. Mine is... uh Rod Don Strickland. Rod
1: Strickland. Love
0: Rod Strickland. Okay. Rod Strickland was the be- the most fun point guard to play with in NBA Live from 1999, <laughs> 2003. So sick. He used to just bust Jason Kidd up. He was so sweet. And now that I've been listening to this All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and... Uh, Uh, Steven Jackson yeah they're always talking about the OGs like how you you have to have the old guy on the team that doesn't care if he's the superstar that teaches all the young guys like Mm. how to live the NBA lifestyle like here's what you do to not get in trouble here's where you go to eat I'm gonna take you out to eat I'm gonna take you shopping for your clothes you can't be looking like an idiot you can't be acting like an idiot but they say that Rod Strickland is one of the greatest in terms of that Mm. and I think that's why he was so coveted for so long in his NBA career even though I mean he was He's not, not elite ever, but he was definitely not bad ever either. He was very, very solid very for player. a very long time, but I just always loved Rod Strickland, loved his game, and I thought those Wizards teams he played on were fun.
1: My favorite Washington Wizard of all time is not Michael Jordan. In fact, my favorite Washington Wizard of all time is not a Washington Wizard. He's a Washington bullet. George Muresan. <laughs> George Muresan from Romania, 7 feet 7 inches tall. Back in the early mid '90s, My Giant. You ever seen that? My Giant. Haven't seen it, but he like took off time in the NBA to f- to make a movie called My Giant. Who was it? Billy Crystal? Billy Crystal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he was this is he was the NBA's most improved player in the 95-96 season. Well, I believe
0: that because he literally couldn't play basketball. Couldn't even when he first move.
1: got to the league fourteen and a half points, ten rebounds, two two and a quarter blocks a game for that season, which was the best season that he ever had. But the reason I love George Mirasan was his line of Snickers commercials. I don't know if you'll remember these, but Snickers used to have the, the thing where it was gonna uh, it, it's say gonna be or gonna be a while, like stuck in a place for a while. Grab a Snickers, you know what I mean. Pass the time, eat the thing. George Mirasan filmed a commercial where he was selling George Mirasan cologne on like one of these, you know, 30 minute long, you know, call in, uh, what do they call infomercials? And he's sitting here, like if ever there was a face that wasn't going to sell cologne, it's probably George Mirasson, And he's talking about, would you like to smell like me? And he's got this thick Romanian <laughs> accent and the whole thing. It's one of the great commercials you'll ever see. You can look it up. And yes, all the people standing by to take your call were getting no calls, so they ate their Snickers. That was the kind of punchline of the deal.
0: Love Big George, though. I would love a where are you now. I want to wear, I want a... 30 for 30 about the demise of Dwight Howard in 20 years because I think that there's so much behind closed doors that we have no idea that made him fall off. Do you read the Players' Tribune? Yes. Did you read the Eddie Curry Players' Tribune?
1: No, not Eddie Curry. Man, because I think a lot of guys... I read the Dwight Howard.
0: A lot of times... Well, the most recent Dwight Howard was very interesting, too. (laughs) But I think that there's even more to it than that. But Eddie Curry talked a lot about... I mean, so many of the superstars, they are maniacal in their work ethic, and they really can't ever step away. So then therefore they actually are in the public eye. Like there was not really anything that Kobe Bryant was really ever doing besides you knew where he was. He was at the gym, likely, right. if he wasn't with his family. But Eddie Curry talked all about all the things that people didn't know about his life. Mm. And I mean it was chilling, man. It it, it culminated in you know, multiple, multiple oh, children with multiple you know. women and a, the murder of one of his children's mothers and like all this crazy stuff. And he's like, people are always asking me, Eddie, why are you such a bust? Eddie, why are you out of shape? And he's like, man, I got so much stuff going on, but I'm not going to talk about it. And it's yeah. just, a, it was, fa- it was a fascinating read. And yeah, it made you have a lot of sympathy for Eddie Curry.
1: Soutel Nuanes, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Take a break. On the other side, Nick Davis in studio with us. Buddy Nick Davis does a lot. In the world of baseball around uh, western montana he's going to talk to us about a new league that's coming down the pike and for for some of the youngsters and also i know that he wants to Let it rip on some Major League Baseball stuff as well. So we'll get to that right after this. Hey, the Silver Slipper is open again for sit-down service. They made some changes to help keep everyone safe and healthy. The patio is open so you can enjoy the beautiful weather and sit outside. They're also doing weekly giveaways to local golf courses. How about that? So stop in and ask your bartender how you can win. Things are changing all the time. So like the Silver Slipper on Facebook for the most up-to-the-minute information. And plus... If you friend, they have the friendliest staff in town even in the midst of a national crisis it's a silver slipper it's all about great food tasty beverages and they're urged to have a good time visit the for more info stop by today to see why the silver slipper is one of montana's best kept secrets across the street from super walmart on brooks
3: at blackfoot communications we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Major leaguers can't figure it out. The minor leaguers can. That's why we love the kids, boys and girls. It's Totel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. On Twitter, we're all over the place. get in there, follow along, and uh, have some fun at Gus tell at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT as well. We are happy to be. In studio with our old friend Nick Davis. Hello, Nick. Nice to see you.
2: Nice to see you
1: guys, man. I like the the digs. Yeah, new. This is your right, first trip nice to the new nice house here, is. right? First time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're happy to have you in. Nick Davis uh, does a ton of stuff around the community and a lot of stuff with baseball, particularly little league baseball. son now play it in the Mavs. He's graduated up to uh, Mavs baseball, which is cool. And it you is. are, uh, uh, and we forgive you this, a Brewers fan, and so that's fine as well. So we let you let you in you know i should be i really should be a brewers fan with all my wisconsin roots i i got i got on the wrong side of the uh, the border with my cubs fandom on that but let's
2: start you should be because you do have a lot more heart and soul than your typical cubs fan
1: yeah I, <laughs> I appreciate that maybe maybe so uh Let's talk a little bit about little league baseball, though, because I know you you work with the little leaguers uh, all the time, every single year, and the season is here. It's time to to try and start gearing up for that. Obviously, with COVID and everything that's gone on, this has shifted everything. But where do we stand now with little league baseball in Western Montana?
2: Yeah. So, um, long story short, is we were you know we were shut down just like everybody else. Um, we are now with phase two able to conduct youth sport activities that would encompass what we do with yeah. little leaguers on the field. So um, the leagues, the, the catches of course, is that by now in a regular season, we'd be done. Like mm-hmm. our last, like the city tournaments would have happened last week. And it would have been all star time. Oh, it's one of the right, great so. things
1: about little league baseball that you will play in zero degrees oh, in yeah. early March when they yes. really get the season going. I <laughs> no remember doubt. those days. Yes,
2: and that was a little bit of salve in those days. Those crazy <laughs> days. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we would normally be out on the yeah field right exactly. Now. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> right. so the the five leagues have we're we're working together. There's five five local baseball leagues: uh, Frenchtown, Lolo, uh, West Side. Uh, jumbo and sentinel and we're all in communication and we're all kind of doing our own thing a little bit we will end up playing interleaguing in the minors and majors um, divisions um, starting probably next week I think Uh, but there's also a lot of just sort of we're kind of doing this by the seat of our pants right because the the conventional thinking has been you get your season done by the end of the school year because once summer hits, nobody wants, you know, people are taking trips and they're doing these kinds of things. They don't want those commitments, all that kind of stuff. This being a not regular sort of type of summer, we decided to throw it out there and see what happens. We got enough uh, interest to uh, to get, you know, we got a couple of little guy team, teams, the T-ball, the rookie ball, the, the coach pitch, which we call rookie ball. Uh, I think we're going to gin up a couple minor teams and maybe a major teams to play uh, against some of the other teams in the league. But the one um, that I'm, I'm really trying to get the word out on is uh, the senior league is covers all the kids from 13 to 16, eight, league age 13 to 16, right? And so these are the kids that are not playing because of no high school baseball right. in, in Montana. You're either going all in on the Mavs because that is a commitment both in time and money that's right. impressive on both counts, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but so these are just kids that like, don't want to go that route, but still just want to play ball. And who wouldn't want to play ball if you're a baseball player. Anyway, right. Right. So, um, we did not have enough interest across the five leagues to, to form a true division. You know, we, you would need to make at least three teams. So there wasn't just one to play sure against the whole time. Um, so what we've decided to do at Westside Little League is to, Uh, put it put a call out across all five leagues for all 13 to 16 year olds and we're doing two nights a week of basically what we're calling the sandlot summer season so kids show up it's a minimal charge to we'll go through the end of july we're starting this week um it's 30 bucks to go for the end you know for six weeks of baseball yeah um and the kids will show up they'll do a couple drills uh we'll pick different captains every day they'll just like in the high, in the at the you know schoolyard recess you'll they'll pick teams we'll all, the, we'll have coaches on hand for with first aid kits and and stuff like that um but basically the coaches are going to be there to make sure that a catchers there's a catcher on each team uh, that all the kids get to play and uh, and it's gonna be sort of a self-managed thing by the kids. They're just gonna go out, we'll have an umpire behind the plate or behind the mound as opposed to behind the plate and it'll just be uh, kids having fun in the sun and, and playing ball. It's so awesome. Trying to get that word out yeah. to all the all the local 13 to 16 year olds.
0: So can I pass for 16?
2: <laughs> you <might>. I shave <laughs> shave the beard. Be yes. You do have a baby face man. This is
0: actually funny. I was just thinking, you know, there's some 16-year-olds that can throw hard. Yeah, like, I don't know if I can hit off of it. I'd have to take a couple swings in the cage first. I think I might yeah. get struck out. I think you would get <laughs> struck out. Yes, Coulter. Uh, here's my question. Just fill
1: in for everybody. Where is it happening, and what are the nights? Two nights a so, week, you said?
2: Yep. Uh, Westside Little League. It's on the corner of Tower and Spurgeon. Yep. Uh, it's right across the just west of the Maverick sure. Field, uh, uh, Lindborg Craig. Mm-hmm. Um and that is happening uh, at Mondays and Wednesdays. Meet time is 5:30. Um, again, they'll do a couple drills, they'll do some warm ups, uh, then split up and uh, and play a game till about 7:30. Starting with o'clock. that tonight or yes. Wednesday? Okay, yeah. so 45 minutes, minutes. So yeah. we're you're, From you now. know we're gonna get uh, hopefully get kids registered and and you can come. It's because it's sort of this loose thing. You can. You know, obviously, we we would want kids to take advantage of it as most as best they can. But it's not a thing where you can't, you're not going to be letting your team down if you don't show right. up. So it's like open gym. No team, right? It's like I mean, open it's gym. A, yeah. So are you play real absolutely. like full games, or how's that work? Yeah. Yeah. So nice. we'll play full. I mean, we'll probably play seven inning games, or maybe nine if they go. Depending on how they go, it's sure. Again, yeah. it's just going to be loosey goosey, and well, that'll umpires? be depending on the weather. Yeah. Oh so yeah, we'll nice. have an umpire. Yep.
1: That'll be uh, that'll be a ton of fun, and then for for folks who want to sign up uh, for little league and try and get going on that, where can they go? Uh, either online or what do they need to do to make sure that happens too?
2: So there, that's a good question. There's a good um the the you can go to any of the the site the team sites because there there's a common site that we've used, but because everyone's so fragmented we're doing um, it's the leagues are kind of doing their own path. West side has a webpage. If you just search it, same with Mount Sentinel, same with um, Mount Jumbo and, and Lolo peak. Um, But they can, uh, they can find more information there. They can check out West side. Uh, They can uh, the West side uh, little league uh, webpage. We have some details there. Uh, The email address for inquiries, uh, is Missoula Westside at gmail.com um so yes or, or or they can just show up this is this is that right. kind of loose sort of deal well, where we just got to get them registered that's right um and they're on the field and and having fun
1: it's been that sort of uh of spring uh, hasn't it but now that it's summer and the kids are out of school and uh the restrictions are loosening get out of the house yeah Parents need something for their kids to do. Yeah. How about play a summer league baseball, a uh, little league baseball? That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Nick, awesome. Thank you for doing that. Do you, would you like to say something to Major League Baseball? Just show Major up and league play. Baseball.
2: I, know, I know you guys have been touching on this stuff. <laughs> and I uh, I, just, I, The point I'd like to make with Major League Baseball is people complain a lot about the players being selfish and making a lot of money, right. which they absolutely do. They make a crap ton of money, right? Uh, That's my understanding. And we live all guaranteed, right? Yes. Yes. Um, And, and so I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't share any of the blame of the situation, but fundamentally they are negotiating with an entity that will not disclose what the numbers are that they're negotiating over. Like that is literally how you, how anybody can decipher put, put more blame on the players than the, than they do the owners who will not tell them how much money they stand to lose and are basically saying trust us we'll let you know you're going to make this percentage of the revenue but we're not going to tell you what that revenue is you're just going to have to trust us right and <laughs> it's ridiculous the history of sports shows that that is a ridiculous assessment, right? Yes. It, it, I mean, the history it, of
0: capitalism period, right? I mean, if you're, if you're a union worker and then of you course. you do, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and, it's out of control.
2: And what needs to happen in baseball is what happened in football before the collective bargaining agreement in football and revenue sharing. They, this is documented stuff. A, a star player would come in and say, Hey, I'm making, you know, I'm doing, I'm leading the league in touchdowns and, you know, the third best quarterback in the league. I need to make more money than I am. And the, the owners would say, well, you know, that's a good point. You probably do. But here's my problem is that I'm playing this guy X,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And I can't pay you more than this guy. And and they would show the player yeah. the, the contract, which was totally faked and totally done, <laughs> right? Like, And so this – they they will – they will ch- lie, cheat, steal anything they can do to pr- to uh, to protect their interests. And baseball will not be fixed, and it will not come back in the way it was unless they go the rev- the complete revenue sharing, salary cap, salary minimum, mm. which comes with a salary cap. Right. And and there's so much. It's one of those things where it's there's so much money there, right. Like, yes, there is so much money. There is enough money for the owners to get insanely rich, for the players to be very well taken care of, for the stars to be insanely rich, but also for the lower end players to make and to be very well off, right? And for the minor league players to make some money as well. It's, you know, all, it's, it's
1: all there, but if I mean, you're talking about an organization that just reduced the number of rounds of a draft from 40 to five so that they could save like a million dollars.
2: It's mind boggling. It's crazy. It is mind boggling. And as much as I love this game and I love this game, like more than a person should (laughs) love a game, right? Because it's a game. But uh, it's so, and I I will always love the on the field product. But even me, you know, even someone who's, committed to this game as I am, I am I am reaching my limit with the bull, you know what skis that's happening. Uh, up at the top level. We're
1: all with you on this, Nick. We certainly
0: are. I hope a, this doesn't kill baseball, but I think it might.
1: Uh, I appreciate man. you coming in here and uh and no giving, DH in the National League, league. Se- now. I once again we are on the same side of a very <laughs> obvious debate. The doggone DH get them all the way out. Yeah,
0: no. So let's get rid of the DH, but let's also get rid of drug testing, and let's just oh go man, full hog,
1: go full, <laughs> go
0: full. It required. was never so better so than the summer of ninety eight.
1: Uh, Nick Barry, appreciate you being here with us, man. Always. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by.
2: Thanks for having me, and I got to give you on air kudos. I know your jobs have been tough as he double toothpicks with this <laughs> vacancy of sports, and I just want to say you guys have been killing it. Thank, Thank staying you. staying relevant, staying engaging. Proud of you guys. Thank you. Yes, that, we appreciate it. Come that, by anytime. That is very – that's right. I mean, you're going to come
1: here and, and uh, massage our egos. You're welcome right. in the door anytime yeah, to you want to come. Nick, appreciate it. Hey, how about this? We're going to do a little bit of Mavs stuff, and also uh, hopefully we're still efforting Justin Ford, the new Grizz, Grizz cornerback out of uh, Louisville, is transferring in. So we will work on uh, getting him with us here as well uh, coming up right after this. Boys and girls, good news. The silver slipper. They're open for sit-down service once again. They made some changes to help keep everyone safe and healthy. The patio is open so you can sit outside, enjoy the beautiful weather. They're also doing weekly giveaways to local golf courses. How about that? Just stop in and ask your bartender how you can win. Things are changing all the time, so like The Silver Slipper on Facebook for more for the most up-to-the-minute information. If the Silver Slipper, you know, this is all about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time. Visit online, silverslipperlounge.com com for more info they're across the street from super walmart on brooks there on the south end of town stop by today to see why the silver slipper is one of montana's best kept secrets coulter during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf and nobody better than western birch to get your round started
0: right
1: Welcome back to Telling Who two 102.9 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, hi. How are you across the state? Great to be with you. Thanks for letting us, uh, you know, hang out with you a little bit. We appreciate that. It is time for our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by our friends at the Farmer State Bank. And right now, Farmer State Bank is offering a summer better sweepstakes for the chance to win five grand that's right five thousand dollars download farmer state bank mobile money app and then use zelle to send money every time you send five dollars or more using zelle on their mobile money app you get an entry the end of july from now until then get an entry then they're gonna pick a winner five grand that easy from farmer state bank Colter, uh the uh, Missoula Mavericks were uh, playing the Bozeman Tournament. Now, they already played the Bozeman Tournament, but it was actually the Missoula Tournament, the Memorial Tournament, right, that <laughs> right. Uh, is normally hosted in Missoula, could not be at that time. Uh, they have now started playing home games at Lindenborg craig Field uh, for the Mavs happily. Uh, that's good news. But they played the Bozeman Tournament. The Mavs went two and three over the weekend. They beat Coeur d'Alene 18 to one on Sunday morning. Good gracious, but they used it all up. Then uh, Bozeman got the better of them in the second game, so they split their Sunday series uh, with the Mavs, uh, uh, or excuse me, with with the two teams that they played the two, uh, on Sunday. They end up going two and three over the weekend. Had a solid weekend overall. They're 10 and eight in total, and the Mavs, you know, they're they're rolling right
0: now. I mean, they're hitting the ball pretty darn well. They're scoring a bunch of runs. They're still a little short on the pitching side of things, but I think that'll just come around because, you know, as we talked about, there was nowhere to really loosen up your arm and train at the mm-hmm. level you need to train for to be ready for these early summer games. So I, I imagine that we're going to see a trend, not just with the Mavs, but across uh, Legion in Montana, of run totals going down. I mean, we've had... Oh, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's it like o- over run. under of like sixteen runs by the every way. Eighteen to
1: one was the first game. Twelve eight was the second right. game. So again, twenty runs in the second but, game. Well, I mean, we're and, seeing at least Boseman's one, win. if not
0: both sides, score double figures yes. runs almost every single night out, and I expect that to not be the case moving forward. It also be a little bit interesting too because these tournaments are are sort of weird because you're playing multiple games in a day, you got pitch counts. Once you get into the actual conference player playing familiar opponents that you have scouts on, things will tighten up quite a bit. But the Mavs, I mean, they're hitting the ball. Pretty darn well. They had a whole bunch of guys that had multiple hit games over the uh, the last two, the the Sunday doubleheader. So, um, as long as they keep swinging the bats well, I think that they'll uh, they'll continue to to be competitive. Uh, one other
1: thing uh, that we want to mention here in our prep extra segment, Coulter, Sentinel Spartans got a new boys basketball coach.
0: Yeah, Jade Jagelski resigned after this uh, last season. He'd been the head coach there for I think eight years, and uh, the the uh, Sentinel High School um, athletic department released today that Jason Maki will be the new head basketball coach. He spent the last 25 years in Oregon with stops at Sandy and Beaverton High School. So he's been mm-hmm. coaching in the Portland area. Uh, Maki is, is is a uh, Missoula Sentinel alum. He's a graduate of Whitman College. He was the 2012-2013 Northwest Conference Coach of the Year in Oregon. And he is Sa- Sandy High School's all-time leader in career wins. So uh, the release says he's got a strong background in developing team chemistry, a systematic re- approach to utilizing personnel all with an emphasis in building strong relationships and providing a championship experience. So he inherits a roster that's got s- some good players, led Definitely. by Alex Germer, who's one of the best players in the state and will be absolutely one of the best players in the state next year as a senior. And uh, Sentinel's been pretty good the last several years. Actually, they've been very good. They just have been they fallen short at the state tournament, even though they've had some of the best players in the state, whether it was Darko Kelly or Sam Begley or uh, Alex Germer. They haven't been able to get it done at the state tournament. We'll see if. Uh, Coach Maki can change that, but uh, a good hire for Sentinel. I'd be
1: like. interested to know if, if, after he was done at Sentinel, if he played basketball at Whitman. Now he's been in coaching for a long time, so he would have graduated, you know, a little while ago now. But Whitman College there in Walla Walla is right now a an absolute perennial national power at the D three level. I mean, they're a very very good basketball program yeah
0: whitman and whitworth are both very competitive they,
1: they are so uh very good well congratulations to him and uh, we'll look forward to maybe tracking him down at some point in the future talking a little high school basketball there you go that's our prep extra segment it's brought to us by the farmers state bank we're working on tracking down justin Ford. he's the new cornerback for the grizzlies uh transferring from louisville we'll see if we can get him put together we also wanted to talk a little more major league baseball in the Uh, ongoing catastrophe that is negotiations, or should I say non-negotiations. We'll get to all that right after this.